0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fullest podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick. And today's guest is Tori Waxman, who's the chief veterinary officer at Sunday's Food for Dogs. Hi. Hi,
1: it's great to be here.
0: It's so wonderful to meet you. I love your dog food so much. I'm just really excited to learn more about you and how you guys got started and just learn more about just the process as well. It's super hard to find good dog food. Um, we're really picky as well. We want the best for our dog. She's like, we now have, um, I now have a toddler and I'm actually pregnant, but (laughs) our dog is definitely like our firstborn, And so, you know, it's just like, and I just think that it's so important you just want them to live as long as possible and as we know food is so important so I'm really excited to to see how you got started so I'm curious so you started this company with your husband right yes. and um you guys like just started In 2018, 2019?
1: Yes, about 2018 is when we kind of started playing with the idea. At first, it just kind of started as a little, no pun intended, pet project um, between the two of us, where um, I was a practicing veterinarian on the Upper East Side of uh, New York, and he um, was a software engineer doing a different startup. And one of our dogs got sick, and he started asking me a bunch of questions you know, why do we feed? this certain dog food? Do you think there's something better out there? And so we kind of went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out, you know, between my high expectations as a veterinarian, and then, you know, him as a very um, picky and discerning consumer, you know, could we find something that we felt was really the best dog food? And after a long time, we realized either it was just kind of your traditional kibble, which, um, you know, from these Big traditional companies, which was fine in a way, but um, or it was something super inconvenient and messy, and there was nothing in the middle, so there was nothing that we felt great about feeding our dogs, and you know we joke that we would literally do anything for our dogs. Yeah. Um, but preparing their food for you know 20 minutes a day or dealing with fresh food taking up our entire fridge which as you know in new york city was not that big of a fridge anyway um and so that's kind of how we started and we said hey you know is there could we make something that is as easy as kibble but is fresher, um, comes from whole ingredients, things like that. Um, and so that's kind of where we started down the rabbit hole more just as like a little project between the two of us. Um, you know, we're both very, you know, invested in our dogs and also kind of obsessive consumers. So it was like, you know, just a little thing between the two of us. And then as we started talking more and more, we realized there was really nothing out there that met the goals that we wanted as pet parents. And also what I wanted as a veterinarian. Um, and that's how the idea for Sundays came about.
0: Before Sundays, were you, um, telling parents to do any specific diet for their dog?
1: Um, I often mostly recommended um, kibble from, you know, a lot of the big traditional dog food companies which, you know, I think there is a lot of controversy in that, um, because a lot of people feel that a lot of vets are, you know, influenced by these big companies. The thing is, the big companies do have a lot of they do most of the research, because they have a lot of the money for good or for bad. um, And they have good quality control. And so, you know, a, a part of me also feels like that's almost better than feeding something from a company that, Who knows what their quality control is and who knows, you know, they can claim they're better, but are they really better? And I think that's also one of the reasons, you know, Sundays came to be is because as a veterinarian, my clientele, especially when I was working on the Upper East Side, they say, Hey, I want to feed my dog something better. And they'd come in with these new foods that would claim to be better. But when I looked into it, they really were just marketing companies that happened to make dog food. And I didn't feel like I could recommend any of these companies because I really didn't think they were any better than the traditional dog food companies that at least had Veterinarians on staff, they had the research background, so even though I didn't think they made the best food, at least they had other things going for them, and so that's why, um, you know, I really struggled as a pet parent and as a veterinarian.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, my so we like did the whole raw thing with my dog, and she's a Siberian husky, so it felt like, oh, it's like her ancestral, like you know, it just makes sense with her, um, the type of dog she is, but then. She just slowly started to and we've like switched her food so many times because she gets over it. And then um like and it's so funny, but raw food just stopped working for her, basically. And then I found this woman at the farmer's market who I absolutely love. But it's so funny how we started using Sundays because what happened was like I started using her and like I loved that she was super into like the best quality and only getting it from the best sources. But my husband was convinced that she was poisoning our dog because literally like she got sick right after but we didn't we we thought we were doing the best thing for her and then finally like we got connected i started using sundays and it was just so much better like our life was just so much easier it was like you said way less messy and actually something that she wanted and she stopped immediately having like a reaction so it's really interesting, but it's like you said, it's so important to have that well-rounded, like balanced diet and that's for humans
1: and dogs. So it makes sense. Well, and also think about it, you know, when we feed our dogs, you know, they might get a few treats here and there, but what we feed them, that's where they get all of their nutrition, all their vitamins, all their minerals. I mean, we eat a well-rounded diet. And so, um, you know, that's why it's so important to feed a high quality diet as the main you know, portion of their food, because that's really where they're getting all of their nutrients from. And that's why it's so important for it to be complete and balanced. And, you know, the other thing is a lot of foods, a lot of dog foods will claim to be all natural, but then in tiny print, there'll be an asterisk that says with added vitamins and minerals. So, you know, as a veterinarian, it, it really bothered me, it was almost felt like false marketing. And so when we say that Sundays is all natural, we mean that there's no asterisks. All of our vitamins and minerals come from natural sources, you know, just like it's healthier to eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables than to take a daily multivitamin. I, you know, I believe that that's a lot healthier yeah. to, that's how you get your vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, I felt strongly about that, you know, between the, you know, between wanting to give the highest quality sources of vitamins and minerals, and also feel like we were being honest with our consumers, just like I always want to be honest with my clients um, was really important to me. Yeah, And so, you know, I didn't want to have disclaimers or asterisks, you know, I, I wanted to just say, you know, nonstop. Yeah.
0: So okay, you guys came up with this amazing dog food, you have a specific method to like drying it, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So that's something that it took a long time to develop because um, it's actually a very ancient technique, air drying. It's used to dry fruits and meats and different things to preserve them. Um, I felt really strongly about not doing a raw diet. Um, First of all, there's a risk to the animal. But honestly, a bigger concern for me is the risk to humans. Um, You know, as veterinarians, we're also concerned about public health and raw diets, Um, animals that are fed raw diets, not only is there the risk with handling the food, um, they also, also found that in some studies that these dogs had salmonella shed from their mouth and on their feet and other places. And if you think about it, you know, our dogs are in our beds, um, or at least mine are. <laughs> and I think a lot of our, you know, I think most of the dogs that eat Sundays would say, like to say that, you know, they sleep in their owner's beds, and I'm sure they do. And so because of that, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable from, you know, as a veterinarian recommending a raw diet um, from human and also animal health. Um, and so that's why, you know, our food has a kill step. Um, we, we cook our food for a low temperature for a long amount of time, but it does have a kill step. It's made in a USDA human food kitchen. And so we actually traveled all over the world literally to um, c- kind of dial in our uh, formula and how we we're going to make it. We even visited a production facility in New Zealand. Um, we took our four-month-old daughter to new zealand oh my god uh, yes yeah. so oh i know god. we always joke that like you know she did more traveling in her first year of life that who knows when she'll ever travel again <laughs> oh my
0: gosh i know that's actually the same with my son and i'm so glad we did it because as you know it's like so much easier at that age right. I mean, even though it's like hard during in the like process you're like, Oh my God, am I crazy to travel with this like four month
1: old baby, you know, but then it's like, so yeah. Nice. yeah, well, it's funny too. Cause she was sleeping horribly at the time we were going through like the four month sleep regression. So I asked my pediatrician if I was crazy and I was, I was totally going to mess her up. And she was like, well, if she's not sleeping well anyway, then you might as, you know, you might as well go. I was like, you're right. So <laughs> um sorry unrelated to dog food um but yes that was a fun thing and you know we learned a lot there we decided you know the people we met with there it wasn't ideal for us in terms of partnering and it's funny you know we looked literally all over the world to find out where we wanted to make our food and then uh, michael's actually from ohio and we ended up partnering with uh, a jerky kitchen here in ohio um and so we were uh, living in new york at the time and then we you know, really didn't mean it to be, but it ended up being this great opportunity where we could move home. You know, his parents are here, which is really nice, especially with the pandemic and everything with um, having our production in terms of our food production. And then also we make a lot of our packaging here in Ohio. So it became this kind of little local thing, even though we really didn't intend it at the beginning. It's, it's a nice little bonus. Do you
0: have employees that still kind of... Or do they like work all over or is like Ohio kind of your main spot? So
1: this is where we do most uh, production. So food, packaging, things like that. Um, We have a couple of customer service people who are remote, um, marketing people that are remote. Um, You know, when we first started... Working with different marketing agents and uh, PR firms, you know, we really kind of heavily de- thought we would be doing a lot of travel and events in New York and LA, but obviously that all changed. Um, we initially were going to launch in February or March, which uh, was not great timing of this year. Yeah. So um, it got put. We, you know, and then it, it kind of became one of those things. Where it's like, oh well, things are really bad now, but like we'll see about next month. And then it was like, okay, we we just need to publicly launch. So we started yeah. selling f- food in January. Um, to basically beta testers and things like that. But we really didn't publicly launch until August. And it was one of those things where we were kind of waiting. And then we were like, you know what? There's no kind of near-term end in we just need to launch. So then we decided to just do basically a digital launch, which has gone really well, um, but definitely not what we envisioned at first. You know, we had all these ideas for in-person dog events and everything. And at first we were concerned, but honestly, it's gone really well. And it's, you know, people are home with their their dogs and they're, you know, we all know how important our dogs are, but I think we're realizing how much more important we they are to us than we could have ever imagined, especially being stuck at home.
0: I know. I totally agree with you. And like, Actually, what a great time to start, you know, a dog delivery company. I mean, a dog food delivery business when people don't want to go. I mean, you go to the grocery store, but there's like no good dog food there, you know, so it's like kind of perfect. This episode is sponsored by Sundays. Sundays was created when a veterinarian and an engineer who were obsessed with finding the perfect food for their own dogs decided to just make it themselves. Their goal, an easy alternative to kibble that's healthier and tastier, but doesn't require you to whip out the pots and pans. For 30% off your Sunday's order, use code the fullest at checkout.
1: Yes. So it, as I said, at first, you know, when the COVID started happening and we had to push our launch, it made us really nervous. But at the end of the day, it actually ended up being, you know, somewhat of a blessing in disguise in the sense that, um... You know, people were realizing, you know, they wanted to do better for their dogs. And we kind of came in at that time.
0: Yeah. So you, um, you partnered with the jerky company, who's mm-hmm. your
1: manufacturer? Did have you outgrown them yet? We have not outgrown them, but we have, um, added on to their facility. So we've had to buy additional ovens and different things, different, you know, I'm learning all about, you know, jerky production and um, I'm learning a lot lot about, you know, food side of food production and all these things that I never, you know, and thought I would be involved in. Um, And it's just super interesting. Um, And it's also one of those things where we have to, we source a lot of our own ingredients. And so I'm constantly looking for different sources of high quality different ingredients like fruits and vegetables and things like that um and so i've learned learned a lot there as well
0: yeah there's so much to learn and like your packaging as well i'm sure i mean packaging is like a whole thing it takes forever and and you sometimes you customize as yeah.
1: Well. So um, Mabel is is my dog. As Michael jokes, really, we just made this company for Mabel, um, and we happen to share it with other dogs. Uh, so Mabel was was my my dog before Michael and I met, and now I guess she's our dog. Even though you know she's technically my first, you know, my firstborn child, as yeah. you know. Um, and so Mabel's on most of our boxes, but we do custom minis um, that have been a huge hit. With I don't know if you can see the lights. Yeah. So there
0: no, you go. Um, yeah. People could see, I mean, you guys can go online and see it, but it's like, I keep, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk about this because I'm like, how do you do that? Because that like
1: the logistics that go into that must be crazy, right? It's actually not as complicated. We honestly, we work with a great printer right here in Ohio, um, and they've been really great about being able to print these mini custom mini cereal boxes. Um, And we just get the picture and the photo. And um, I don't even know if you noticed this, but we put the um, Instagram handle of um, you and your dog on the bottom of the box for you, but also for us to be able to keep track of everything um, oh, because, wow. you know, we have a lot of dogs with the same names, a lot of Bellas <laughs> and other, you know, there's some common names where we need to be able to keep track of the dog somehow. So, um, it, you know, it's actually, it, it, it was an idea that the cereal box is kind of, you know, we wanted to be playful. and. It's a throwback to, you know, we were growing up and we loved cereal and, um, you know, the the mini cereal boxes. And so a a little bit of nostalgia. Um, And we picked the yellow color because, you know, dogs mostly see in yellow and blue. And so those are kind of our main colors.
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. Like (laughs) all dogs do? That's just, wow, that's so interesting. I love that. So they'll notice it and go and be like, Feed me now.
1: (laughs) Yes, our dogs. I mean, I think mostly it's the smell. I always like to make this comparison that, you know, we see in color, we smell in black and white. We don't, our our sense of smell is not that great. Whereas dogs, they really smell in color and see in black and white. They don't technically see in black and white. As I just said, they mostly see in blues and yellows, just to kind of understand it. So, you know, when we go into the um, kitchen, we'll smell chocolate chip cookies baking. Whereas a dog will walk into the kitchen and they'll smell the flour, the sugar, the brown sugar, the chocolate chip and so their sense of smell is just way more programmed um and so that was another reason you know they love the jerky because it has that smell um in addition to the taste that they, they love
0: so interesting so okay but yeah you came up with that packaging which i think is so cute and has like what are growing pains like? I'm just so curious because I think you guys have grown really quickly.
1: Yeah. um, I would think one of our biggest growing pains um, currently is, um, well, initially one of our biggest growing pains was that I was so particular about um, quality control that I wouldn't let us launch until it was perfect. And I think that definitely caused some tension, because I think Michael being having a startup background, he just wanted to get to market. And he was like, Oh, like, you know, we should, you know, launch. And, you know, there was just a couple tweaks in terms, uh, you know, nothing major, but you know, he wanted to get it out with the packaging not being exactly right. And I was like, No, we have to and I, i definitely for good or for bad was very particular about you know i wanted the stool quality just right i you know everything had to be very particular and also we don't um most food companies they make a batch they test it and then that's you know, that, they kind of that's it. But for us, and they'll do microbial testing, but they won't you know, necessarily do testing for nutrients on every batch. Whereas we every batch we make, we do full like nutrient panels to make sure that it's meeting our specs. Um, and that's just me being a little bit crazy as, as a dog parent, but also a veterinarian. And so uh, things like that definitely slow us down. So, um, you know, we're always waiting to get results before we you know, release any of our food. Um, so that's definitely been a little bit, you know, we've had to kind of add that into our production, um, timeline. And then, um, you know, in terms of growing pains, you know, being, we're kind of getting to the point of, um, needing more capacity. Um, and, you know, we've been having issues with selling out and being able to stay in stock, which is, is a good problem. You know, a lot of people would, love that to be their problem um but then again i would love to have a couple weeks of inventory and not be so worried about selling out but i guess you know it's it's a good problem as they say yeah
0: i mean it's a great problem but then you're like but there are dogs that want their food yeah it's like you're you're understanding that yeah and then
1: we always have to calculate you know okay so we have so many dogs on the food currently you know how many new subscribers can we take until we our next batch is produced things like that Um, and you know other other growing pains um you know, we work at the fulfillment center that has had some major COVID issues, and that's been um, they've had a couple major COVID outbreaks, um, and so I've learned quite a bit about fulfillment. And we shipped out over a thousand packages from our garage this summer. Oh, my. Um, uh, yes. So I learned all about, you know, uh, shipping and, um, you know, we had um, pallets showing up at our front door. I think our neighbors must have thought we were crazy. Well, they probably still do. But we had pallets of dog food showing up. And, um, you know, we were we learned where the UPS hub was in Cleveland. And we'd be driving, you know, thousands of packages in our cars, making trips to and from um, with all the food to get it to our customers, just because, um, you know, there'd be delays of a couple of weeks when they were turning over the warehouse due to the COVID outbreak break and we just didn't have that time. And so we had to take it into our own hands. So hopefully that won't happen again. Um, and you know we're diversifying our fulfillment stream, so we can have a couple different options. So that doesn't happen again, but it's, it's just unfortunately part of the, you know, working through this time, hopefully we'll be through it soon, but it's just kind of part of the COVID time.
0: I know we, um, we have products too. So that's been happening to us and we're only right. in one fulfillment facility and so that's like a huge issue and that's why like you said being in more than one is really important because the only one that got hit for us for covid is the for the company do you actually who do you guys use for a year 3pl for in terms of the one we were using or our new one Oh, you, you like switched over because you were like, this isn't going to work.
1: Yeah. So we we started actually um, another company that we just started working with, um, Ojai does same day delivery in New York, LA and Chicago. Wow. Um, and so our customers have really liked that. Um, and so we started using a lot of um, their same day delivery service, which is it's, it's a nice surprise and delight too. When you say, hey, I need dog food. And then two hours later, it shows up at your door. That's amazing. That's good. Yeah. Cool although oh my- with covid a lot of our customers are moving out of those areas so we just have to kind of balance it all
0: yeah that makes sense yeah i want i want to go back really quick cuz you said something about waiting until your stool analysis was like exactly where you wanted it to be. And that's amazing. So I want to just kind of hear more about that.
1: Yeah, so we talk a lot about poop. Um, well, as you know, between having a toddler and you know starting a dog yeah. food company, we talk a lot about poop in this yeah. house. <laughs> um, but so... Stool quality is something that is, in a weird way, it's something that is uncomfortable to talk about, but it's something that's really important to me as a vet, first of all, because I I want the animals to have good stool quality in terms of their health, but it's also a way that, you know, we interact with our dogs every day, you know, we are picking up their poop and we want it to, you know, be firm and easy to pick up, but, you know, not be too soft, not be too firm. And our food is highly digestible. um, So one thing that a lot of owners note is that they will have much less poop. Which is nice <laughs> it's a nice yeah. side effect um just because so much of the food is digested they produce a lot less fecal material so interesting and then also you know we want to have a firm stool that's you know, as i said you know the kind of like the right stool quality and so we do um basically test to find out um you know exactly their scientific kind of methods to verify you know what stool quality you're getting. And so we kind of really tweaked with our diets to make sure we are getting optimal stool quality. As I said, it's important for the pets and also for the pet parents.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Because I think, I mean, just like humans, like you said, you can tell so much about your health through, you know, how your stool is even coming out, not just like you know testing it but like yeah. what does it look like and yeah, so i think that's really great that you waited until so you would like put dogs on it and like how many dogs did you like test this on
1: um well we had we um worked with a like actual you know company that does scientific research um mm-hmm. And, you know, we did, you know, studies there, but we also had studies. you know, we honestly did a lot of anecdotal studies as well. You know, we have, I don't know if Michael will be mad that I share this, but his parents have six dogs. Oh my God. So I know, right? I'm calling them out here. But so yes. his parents had six dogs, and then you know we have two dogs. So between between us, you know, we yeah. had we had almost basically like you know a, a test sub te- a bunch of test subjects. And so you know all of our dogs would eat it. Um, and for good of our bad, for good or for bad, one of our dogs I don't know she's in here though she's under my desk. Um, she has a really sensitive stomach. So as soon as you know her stools would get a little bit soft, we'd say, uh oh, you know there's something wrong with this formula. You know we did a lot of um, you know, kind of unofficial testing with our own dogs and our family's dogs. Um, But then also we did do official um, stool quality trials with, um, you know, an actual lab.
0: So like how many different kinds of dog food do you have that you offer right now? You have one or so currently one? we
1: just offer the beef food it took us a while um to get to where we wanted just because it was so hard to formulate a food without any added vitamins and minerals to get good stool quality these are all things that you know were definitely took took a long time um and I, i'm not upset it took a long time because i i wanted to do it right i wasn't just gonna launch a food. i wanted to launch what i felt good about feeding you know my own dogs and everyone else's and um we are very shortly going to be launching a chicken recipe oh cool um and so and then you know i hope long term to add a couple different protein sources um but overall we are not going to have, you know, an insane number of foods just because the amount of time and effort it takes to formulate and produce just, you know, a couple types. Um, you know, we're not a huge company, you know, we, we, we can't, we can only do so much, but we want to do it right.
0: That makes sense. And I mean, you, I feel like you hit all your spots with that too. With like beef, chicken, or, um, I don't know what you'll do next. If you'll like do fish or people, people don't do that. Do they, I guess they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've considered doing a salmon food. Um, one thing is a lot of the fish foods have a very strong smell. And yeah. so that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't like. Um, I personally don't like a super strong fishy smell. We actually tried over 50 different dog foods after we went on this adventure looking for the best dog food. Um, and so we our dogs tried everything. Um, mm-hmm. We tried everything. Um, so it was, uh, it was interesting to kind of see all the different form factors and to, the different smells and the different preparation. You know, we tried it all. Um, The only thing I I didn't try raw, um, just because as I said, I I just didn't think it was worth the risk.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's completely different than what you're doing. But I'm sure a lot of people are switching because, again, like it's as it's like pure, it's like the whole concept of like having pure great quality food, but
1: then in an easier way as well. That's yeah. <laughs> well, let's is- be honest. I mean, how often do we order DoorDash? You know, I would love to say that I cook a gourmet meal for my family every night, but let me tell you, I'm very often sending my husband a link to like share a menu on DoorDash. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So as I said, I wish I was the kind of person that cooked a gourmet meal for our dogs, let alone ourselves every night, but you know, we're human and um, you know, we, we just, this is what, you know, we wanted something that was as easy as kibble, um, but also, you know, better. What's it like working with your husband? It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's great in some respects in other respects it's, it's very challenging. I think we've set some ground rules that have very much helped. Like we don't, um, we don't text about Sundays. We keep that all in Slack. And so, you know, if he's texting about something, I know that it's either related know to the kids or the you know something completely unrelated or sharing some news story whatnot whereas we keep everything in slack which is it's kind of funny but i also really like it i think the separation is really important um so we really kind of set ground rules for that so we you know we will have slack conversations about sundays and then we'll you know have our you know ims conversation about everything else that we talk about um it's it also is hard to sometimes leave it In the office, quote unquote. Um, You know, because sometimes before bed, I'll say, like, oh, what if we did like this to the formulation? Like, have we considered adding carrots? And he'll be like, okay, Tori, I'm trying to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I definitely think we sometimes struggle. And I think we all, we we do need to call each other out on, you know, separating work and and home life. Um, And it's even harder with COVID because everything is here. You know, we were um, actually in the midst of signing a commercial lease in February, March. Thank goodness we didn't do that in order to give ourselves a little bit more separation um, between home and work life. But, you know, obviously none of us have that now. Um, and so it's it's definitely even more important for us to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we live together, we work together and to really keep that space separate. Um, and so, you know, I definitely think that it's something that we just have to keep each other in check on too. You know, we'll always be reminding you know each other like, hey, like, you know, we're out for a walk with the family. Let's not, you know, talk about it right now or, um, things like that. So it's, it's, it's good in that respect. And it's, um, you know, it has its challenges, but overall, I, I really enjoy it. And I think that it's, it's fun to see him so motivated and passionate about something that I'm so motivated and passionate about and to have that together is, is really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's such a dream to be able to do that for so many people, but I also, I've had that experience where my husband and I work together and I was like I can't do this like I literally can't and I mean we've been together since high school we're high school sweethearts I love him I think I'm like way too and I'm just so intense and like he's very much the opposite that like it just didn't work for us but so I love asking couples that question because I I understand both sides like I know people that just do it so well And I know people that are like, yeah, no, it's not gonna work for us. But it's so nice when you when you figure out like what works, you know, like we didn't have to in our situation. So we just were like, let's just not but but it's interesting.
1: Yeah. And it's other little things too. And, you know, for example, I like getting up early and I will often do a little bit of work before like everyone wakes up. Like I love the, you know, hour or two before everyone wakes up in the house. And I just feel like it's like my, you know, quiet, like secret time. Like I go downstairs, I drink coffee, no one's awake. It's amazing. Um, And so I really like that time. Whereas Michael's definitely a night owl and he will stay up late, especially if he wants to code, you know, he needs uninterrupted time when he's building the website or, you know, last night he stayed up really late um, transitioning all of our, our API to our new um, 3PL and you know, those type of things. And so he likes to work really late. I like to work early, which honestly is nice, because we do get our chunks of kind of our own time to do things.
0: That's so great. So he like codes it and you make the product like <laughs> what it is. It's amazing.
1: I love that. What a fun thing to share with your kids, too, as they get older. No, it is. It is very fun. And our, our, yeah, our daughter, she's uh, she's always walking around talking about, you know, Sundays and dog food. And, oh, <laughs> and she, I don't know if you see this, the little stickers come with the. Um, yeah, we love them. Yeah, so the, those stickers are all over everything. Because, you know, whenever we're f- fulfilling packages here, she always grabs sheets of stickers. So it's all over our house. I, it's like perfect. I do the same thing with my son and he loved
0: the stickers so much when it came out because or when it got shipped to us because literally like he'll put it all over his kitchen like every, and I'm like okay like literally I get two minutes of him being you know satisfied and I get to just focus on something it's so great that you guys do that how old is he he's two okay. yeah it's an interesting age but it's perfect yeah
1: it's yeah. fun. The things that come out of their mouths, yeah. Abigail's almost two and a half, and it's it's hysterical. And you know, yeah. they start expressing themselves. It's fun. I know. Well, thank you so much
0: for joining me and sharing more about Sundays. I love it. I love meeting you. I really, I really appreciate your attention to like quality and and really caring about what you're bringing out into the world. And I'm just so excited to have found it.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, as I said, um, you know, at, at the end of the day. We just wanted to make something great for our own pets and it's so exciting that it's turned into this so that we can share it with with dogs around the country and world.